Welcome, Danny, to the show. Thank you. It's still in that exciting phase, and it's still in the learning phase. So this is like an old, beautiful theater, DC 300. 30-foot seat. That mental block was so big at first. Okay. That it just moved further. Now you, you're, you're what we talked about like before we started. Like You're booked out every weekend. Yeah, but selfishly, it's like, yeah, I, I do need This is the Unleash Your Purpose podcast. All right, hey, welcome back to Unleash Your Purpose podcast uh, with your host, Ryan Centers. I am super excited to have uh, one of my great friends from about a decade ago. Almost uh, two at this point. Two decades ago. <laughs> we are old. <laughs> our, uh, our wives were roommates, best friends in high school and college, and then they brought us uh, together. And uh, our, our wives, so welcome Danny to the show. Thank you. Yeah, we're super excited. I'm, uh, you guys are in town actually from St. Louis. Right, visiting uh, Christina's family for nice. Christmas. Nice, And you guys actually, what I asked you to come on the show for is because you guys have like a really thriving uh, wedding and events venue in St. Louis. Right, yes. And it's a, as an entrepreneur, um, I'm really like resonating with your guys' story and you guys launched in the middle of COVID. So we'll kind of go into all that. Cool. But think back to how we first met. Um, our wives um, were roommates in college. And they lived in a double wide trailer. Right. Yes. Yep. It had a slight smell of skunk, if you remember that. Yeah. Permeating throughout. <laughs> yes. Uh, because the double wide is a little bit elevated off the ground. There were these skunks that were underneath the the trailer and they sprayed the entire house. Yeah. So both of our girlfriends at the time in college had a slight skunk smell. Right. I got to <laughs> I came shortly after, luckily. So oh, okay. it was it was kind of lingering, but yes. wasn't fresh. It was not fresh. Yes, it was a very stale, dry smell of I know. skunk. But there's a lot of skunks up there, so it wasn't that weird. <laughs> yeah. Strangely exactly. enough. Yeah. <laughs> and we had this thing where we'd always go out on uh go to the bars in Flagstaff. Right. On Friday nights, our wives would be dancing all night long. That's and right. We would dance, but then yeah. they wanted to continue on. The Correct. Whole night we long. couldn't keep up. So <laughs> I know. Yeah. I know. I need to need to work out a little more, I guess. <laughs> My favorite was do you remember the Halloween that was the most awkward? Yeah. <laughs> what Christina, was it? <laughs> so, you know, Halloween in college, typically girls, it's more about being provocative than a good costume. Mm -hmm. uh, not to Christina and Sarah. No. Nope. So they went as Mario and Luigi. <laughs> Full-on overalls and mustaches. Yes. Showed up to the bar. And then With they, us next to them. Yeah. And then, of course, they had the costume contest and a bunch of scantily clad girls get up for that. And they were like, all right, we're leaving. I can't do this. They thought it was hilarious. And you and I were equally embarrassed. But then they were humiliated. They were more embarrassed because they, like, Christina, I don't know if Sarah left too. I think they both left. They're like, we're calling it a night. And I was like, we don't care. We're here to just party. Yeah, yeah exactly. Gonna work out. So I can say that my wife had a mustache when we first <laughs> right. dated, yeah. and I've never been more turned on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I need to find those photos. <laughs> it's like, I don't know if, uh, yeah, I don't think she'll ever be able to live that down. No. So you guys got married. You guys actually moved away out of Phoenix. Yeah, after college, moved to St. Louis, where my family's from. Okay. Christina came soon after, and we've been out there ever since. Yeah. So as a... Um, I know you've had quite a long journey, but in recently right. you guys um, kind of were, you guys been married how long? 10 years? 11, just had our 11 year anniversary. Okay, yeah, I was at the wedding, I yep. remember it. Um, <laughs> so when you guys, uh, as a 
couple, you guys wanted to start a business together. Kind of, yeah, talk through it. Talk about your business. Sure. Yeah, so we're still pretty fresh in the business game. Okay. So it's still in that exciting phase, and it's still in the learning phase for sure. So I'm excited to talk with you. Yeah. Um, so initially, we didn't have the urge to have our own business, right? Okay. Like, you know, we've been together for 18 years now. Yeah. So I don't know, whatever it is. Uh, but it came up when we we had moved to Chicago from St. Louis for Christina's job. Mm-hmm. So we were both living and working there. It's an awesome city. Loved living there. Didn't love our jobs. Sure. She re- she really didn't enjoy her job at the time. So mm-hmm. it really got her thinking, like, what do I want to do? So we, we knocked around all sorts of ideas from, like, a bed and breakfast, okay. which I was like, I don't think I want people sleeping in my house. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, and that's very hands-on and never ends kind of thing. Uh, but I've always been in food and beverage, went to culinary school. So I have a good background in that and got in on the number side more than the kitchen side. Okay. I cooked for a couple of years, but I was like, I don't have the dedication or the passion to be a great chef. Mm-hmm. I had a couple of good mentors and I saw what they went through. And I was like, that's not going to be my life. Like, I, I can't mean, do be, that. Being a chef, that's that's every night it's, it's on like, the weekends. Yeah, it's like a lifestyle. Yeah. Right. You know, I mean, that gave me some incredible training for my work life, though, just with organization and dedication, that sort of thing. But I knew like cooking wasn't for me. So I got on the number side, um, did a lot of purchasing and all that. So I kind of saw like restaurants, it's a grind. Your profit margins are razor slim at best sometimes. And it's just 60 to 80 hour weeks. Yeah. But I'd also worked at some hotels and country clubs where I saw how much a banquet could make a wedding, uh, corporate parties, all that, like huge amounts of cash could come in on that. And a lot of it would be profit. So we kind of talked about maybe having a wedding venue one day. Mm. And Christina had always liked kind of the party planning. And not like a lot of people say they want to be a party planner, right? But she liked hosting or like she liked throwing a shower for her sister. We liked planning our own wedding. So she's like, I think I could get into that too. Mm -hmm. So we really kind of talked it up and decided to move to St. Louis where I had a good network of, you know, some like chefs and restaurant people to, I don't know, get in the pipeline Mm -hmm. and get her the experience. So we moved to St. Louis and she landed a job as actually the director of an event venue, like she got that solely based on her personality because hmm. that's so important for events and like sales and all that. Um, so she got it. She got to help build a venue with a restaurant, a really successful restaurant tour. So events were new to him. So she got into that um, directing this event and it was wildly successful. So hmm. we still had this like dream of running our own venue together but it was like getting further and further away. It's like, how do you build a building? Yeah. Like, we can't build a building. We can barely afford our house, you know, kind of thing. It's like, <laughs> yeah. how do you do it? And I think that that mental block was so big at first okay. that it just moved further away. I was doing well with my job. I had kind of a government job, but it was food and beverage. Yeah, don't you notice that? Like, there's these, there, you have this feeling as you're like a W-2, an employee. Right. And you have this dream and this vision yeah. to start something on your own. But the kind of that fear is that mental block and the fear of right. the, is it the unknown of like you had the golden handcuffs of a government job, sure. the, the paycheck. What does this look like? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty scary. It was scary. So like you got over it, though. How did you, I, I did you get punch over it in the face? So, yeah. So I I think we we found an opportunity during the pandemic. OK, so Christina's venue 2020 had to shut down mm. along with the rest of the world. And she had to basically go work at the restaurant that this guy owned. And she was miserable. Mm. And it was all to-go orders, right? But, you know, she got to keep her job. Um, but, like, she had to deal with canceling weddings on people. It was a night. Like, she was unhappy. Sure. Um, and at that time, we found out. So we go to a, a Catholic church out in St. Louis. 
that on the property in this like kind of old theater was a wedding venue. So in 2020, the owners um, had to just shut their doors and walk away. They were already kind of not doing well, mm -hmm. falling behind, um, weren't kind of keeping up with trends anyway, but that was just the nail in the coffin for them. So we get this email from Father Bruce, just emailing everybody in the parish. And he's a 75 year old guy. He's great. He emails jokes and all this stuff. So <laughs> I don't read his emails. I didn't half the time. Uh -huh. I clicked on this one and I was like, this is it. Like, this is our chance. I called yeah. Christina and she's like, are you kidding me? Do you know what I'm going through right now? Yeah. I'm like, let's just go talk to him. Someone's so, loss is our gain, baby. Yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> I know. You know, it was sad, sad, but true. Yeah. A lot of couples lost their deposits at this place. Like, yeah. it, was, it was bad. Yeah. So we go in like bad news story, pandemic, all this stuff. And we talked to Father Bruce. We're like, we want to do this. We're in this business. Mm-hmm. And, and we walked into this venue and it's gorgeous. So St. Louis is full of incredible architecture, big brick buildings. So this is like an old, beautiful theater, Conceit 300, Ooh. 30 foot ceilings, oh, original yeah. wood floors, nice. a stage. So all this, we just saw the potential, even though it looked like straight out of 1985. It was like red velvet explosion in there. It was terrible. Okay. But it was all cosmetic stuff. Easy fixes. Right. No, you guys get no in there, update it. Right. So we saw the potential. So he kind of let us talk to their finance guy okay. at the church who um, was basically CFO of a very large grocery mm -hmm. chain out there. So mm -hmm. he knew his stuff. So he kind of grilled us and was like, listen, like this place did well for a while, but I mean, their costs just continue to rise yeah, and they couldn't keep up. Like what's going to make you different? And we were like, we're going to triple the price. <laughs> so you actually, you knew their pricing? Yeah. The they, old guys? they kind of peeled the curtain back for us because okay. they wanted us to succeed because sure. the church gets the rent that we yeah. were going to lease. So you're a numbers guy. So you kind of had this experience with the uh, food and beverage. Yeah. I, I got to look at a lot of financial statements uh, yeah. from my previous job. So how do you make those numbers work? Like what, what, what goes in there that you're kind of like, right. as you're building out this kind of performa yeah. to make it? pencil. Yeah. And that's what we did. We did a performa. We didn't do the full business plan because we kind of already had our ideas. So luckily with Christina, I was like, how many weddings could you book here? Mm. Knowing your crowd. Cause she had a, she knew she had her finger on the pulse of what people wanted. Sure. She was at a successful venue. She's like, we would sell out fall and we would, I could do 40 weddings here, 40 Saturdays. Okay. We could sell that here. And I'm like, okay, what, what do we think we could charge by offering, you know, nice experience and all that. So we kind of worked into that number. We knew where we would fit pricing wise in the St. Louis market. You know, mm -hmm. we weren't going to be premium, but we were going to be nice. Yeah. So kind of start with those numbers. Just threw it in there. Doesn't make sense. And, you know, deduct all your expenses and mm -hmm. all this. I was going to be the opening chef kind okay. of thing, but that was never the plan for long. So you had a commercial kitchen. Right. So you're getting revenue, obviously, from the food we or it kind food. of all it's all right. price. So in, in St. Louis, it's easier to get a liquor license than it is um, in this market just for your awareness. So like we knew we would do the bar, we would do the food, we would do all that. So liquor like so here in Phoenix, uh, I have a restaurant in town. So for us to even we want to get a liquor license, but those are you got to go to a broker, pay 60 grand to get right. it. They're like a commodity out here. Yeah, like, there's only so many. Right. In St. Louis, it's a little more like you get enough signatures, you get oh, okay. the okay. So, and for us, we got a restaurant license where we can do beer, wine, liquor, mm -hmm. but you have to have a certain percentage right. of food yeah. um, and coffee that kind of fits in that criteria mm -hmm. to make it a restaurant, so yeah. to speak. Mm -hmm. So, for you guys, liquor license, you can right. serve beer, wine, everything? Yeah, we have full liquor? bar and all okay. that. Um, Mixed drinks. Yeah, can't do any of that. Um, you cannot do... I'm sorry, can't do any like retail 
packaged. Liquor. Oh, you can't you can't sell, yeah. but you can consume yeah. it on property. We have the Sunday license. We have all that, so we can pour whatever we want. Okay, all that. So that was, I mean, it was a nightmare of a process to get it, but sure. it was just logistical nightmare, not money. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like it's like I think that's the mental block for a lot of entrepreneurs. Like I don't know how to get started. Let me. How'd you start? Google. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, and St. Louis is just notorious for just poorly run everything. You go to city hall and no office, everything's on paper, no office. Oh, sure. The other one. So yeah. and I'm I sure that's every city everywhere. Right. So my motivation was I can't afford to pay somebody to do this for me. Yeah. There was a company that does your liquor license and everyone goes through it because it's such a like laborious. It, very it doesn't even make sense how they do it. So that's yeah. basically this company doesn't you get it. Mm-hmm. They weren't taking any more clients. Because pandemic kind of screwed them up. So people were just starting to try to open restaurants because there was cheap real estate out there, whatever it was. So I was like, I have to go do this myself. Yeah. So we went in there and we went door to door to start filling stuff out. And we just asked a million questions to the people at City Hall. Typically, you get the runaround or you do something, you fill it out. And they're like, oh, that's not how you do it. And I'm like, mm-hmm. that's not what you told me last time. But we, you just had to. It was kind of like a survival mode. Yeah. You know, liquor without a liquor license, that's like. Hey, how are you going to run a, a wedding business without right. booze? So yeah. luckily I have um, a good friend there that opened her own venue. So I kind of just like, hey, help me out. How do we do yeah. this? If we have to, we'll bring in a caterer to run the bar. But it's really. And you already had the commercial kitchen side dialed in. And you already yeah. kind of had, I'm, I'm assuming you already knew kind of a menu and you could kind of yeah, price I was that a, out. I was able to write the menu. I had insights into pricing. I was able to somewhat future-proof our pricing. Like yeah. I knew what not to put on a menu. See, that's the thing. Like I own a restaurant and the biggest challenge is a great vibe, great community. But the biggest challenge is you? it's like the margins are beyond skinny. Yeah. And it makes it almost, it's miserable to run and to make, make it profitable. Yeah. Because the cost of goods is always changing. Labor, at least for a, like for us as a restaurant, you're open all day. Like there's these peak times of day where it's like very, like if it's slow and you got too much staff on. Yeah. But then you don't have enough staff on and you get a huge rush. So you're constantly kind of ebb and flowing of your labor. Right. Versus for events, that you you know I got two hundred people showing up. It's, I gotta have yeah. a one to ten. It's my fault if something goes wrong. Yeah, because I know how many people are coming. I know for how much sure. food to have. We only do for the most part do plated meals. So okay, I, I can order to the spear of asparagus what I need. Right. Oh, that's nice. We do some buffets. So your waste is pretty minimal. Minimal. It's all kind of built into that cost. I Which, I don't even it, know that I want to tell you my food costs because you'll cry. But I mean, so say so you're a hundred dollars a plate. Like in so restaurant world, if we can stay to 30 percent, 35 percent cost of goods yeah. for a venue, mm-hmm. are, are you less than that? Oh, my God. 20? I'm under 10 <gasps> percent <laughs> for food, for food. right? Uh, but then you have an open bar. Yeah. Yeah. But you don't get killed on. I mean, I was nervous. There's but, big margins. And like for us right. to have beer one like that, there is the margin. Yeah. There is where it makes sense. Right. I, you know, I, I would track every drink at first. I still yeah. track all those costs, but I tracked it to the T for so long. And I was sure. like, we're not going over this percent. So, so what's your controllables on your your OPEX, like your operational expenses? So, I mean, besides food and beverage, which is typically a big one. Yeah. Um, labor, it grew a lot this year just because we we're hiring that management team. Right. OK. You know, oh, so you're moving to the next level. Right. So the first yeah. six months of this year, I saw just our sales this year were just like through the roof. I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to just we're hiring, we're hiring, we're hiring. Yeah. And then after a few months, I'm like, 
okay, we're definitely not making the money we thought we were. So mm-hmm. trimmed back a few people and rightfully so. Like full-time salary people? Uh, yeah. So we we did hire on thinking, okay, our offsite sales are going to explode. So yeah. I'm, I'm going to focus on that. So I'm going to bring an extra person in. I remember our first hire for Ohana was probably, I mean, eight, eight years ago. My first hire was the most scary moment of my life. <laughs> You're like, oh crap, I'm responsible for right. this person's like life and yeah. paycheck and I gotta make sure I can have enough money coming in. Yeah. It's a pretty, and release control. Like this is my baby, this is my vision. Sure. I'm gonna trust you to do this. Yeah. How was that for you? Um, so it's rough. So the first chef we <laughs> hired, I hired pretty quick. So I was still working my full-time job while okay. we opened and I did a couple events and I mean, yeah, it was a nightmare. So we hired our first chef, really liked him. Um, he was affordable, mm-hmm. did good, had personal issues that we just couldn't help with. Yeah. Even Always. tried it first and learned we shouldn't really try to. Um, so we that's, did, a, that's actually a very mature business person. Like I yeah. always was trying to be a counselor. Like I'm a counselor by training. Yeah. So always trying to help my my employees. I'm like at the end of the day, like you're paid to do a job. I I right. care for you as a person, but I cannot fix your personal stuff. And you got to come in to work ready to work. Yep. And it's yeah. So you we feel learned, heartless or an asshole, but it's not. Yeah, we learned that lesson. So when yeah. we decided to let the initial chef go and hire a new one. I mean, we darn near doubled the salary for the new guy. But mm-hmm. I mean, when you're putting on a wedding for 300, I mean, that's the crunch time is just unfathomable. So having someone solid in there, it was worth it. Because you're like, if you're, your kitchen is probably, you have the two hours before, it's just chaos. It's chaos. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. for the few hours, we have a dozen people in there just working as hard as they can. And then we played up. I mean, it's just 20 minutes of like, go, 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 go. And then we serve. Then, you know, you take your breath. But, Having that chef in there that was that we had to spend a lot of money on. Yeah, was it, it worth it? Oh, it's worth it. So I mean, pay, I still I still look at that number and I'm like, I know. damn, that's a lot. But some I of these feel pos- great. I know. Like, and I think that's a level of actually, dude. I'm giving you props because it's like a level of maturity. Is I was so cheap mm-hmm. in hiring for people, and I would like, oh, I I hired on potential versus ability. Sure. Yeah. And now I'm point. like, like I I need like the thoroughbreds. Yeah. I need the people that can make it happen. Mm-hmm. And they're not cheap. Yeah. Like these people on my payroll that are like my aces and my my top dogs, like I'm paying a lot of money for them, mm-hmm. but it's well worth it. Sure. Because you can be able to breathe and you know that your business, your culture, your mission is being yeah. taken care of. So sometimes investing in the right people and paying that premium right. is well worth it. And in finding any culinary help is difficult sure but then finding a chef who's like a family guy level-headed was just a bonus too so we're just like so comfortable with that yeah and that will probably always be the largest you know payroll expense until we grow into like some sort of general manager or something like that yeah maybe but so do you have other um kind of venues that you look at you're like all right this is my path because now you you're you're what we talked about like before we started like Mm -hmm. you're booked out Every weekend. Yeah. So weddings, we're set on weddings, which is going to pay the yeah. bills. It's the bread So and that's butter. like one to two week, weekend days of, yeah. uh, two weekend days a week. Yeah. So then you got five other days during the week. Right. So, I mean, obviously there's prep and things like, what do you do with the time? How do you maximize your revenue or help create that lift right. to take you to that next level? And that's, it's a little difficult because weddings are, and I'm not saying we overcharge people. Sure. It's just, it's profitable for that day. Yeah. But I have this big staff and I'm like, all right, to really afford them, we got to be busy the rest of the week. So, mm-hmm. you know, for example, we did a lunch for 12 the other day and my staff was like, oh, it's only, you know, a 
$500 lunch. And I'm like, yeah, but it's money we money in the bank. didn't have that helps pay to keep you guys busy. Like, like I'm already paying, <laughs> like you're already paying them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, this is how we're going to grow organically. This is how I'm going to continue to. So corporate events kind of is your corporate thing? Corporate events. We invested in AV for the okay. venue because it's, it's almost, it is a theater, right? It was originally a theater. Dude, that sounds sweet. So we bought this huge screen projector, a nice AV system. Um, and I think we can get a lot of that business that hotels traditionally got. Sure. People aren't, people are looking for a little more of an independent feel or, mm -hmm. you know, we're in a really historic neighborhood in St. Louis. So there's a lot of yeah. character there. Yeah. You don't want to like, you don't want to go to the Hilton. Right. You want to go to your, Yeah. Your so place. I think we can get that business. We can be a value too. We're going to, we'll charge less than a hotel because they charge mm -hmm. crazy amounts of money, you know? They get that plus, plus, plus. And we'll be a better experience. Yeah. So we actually, with our restaurant, so it's a great vibe. Mm -hmm. It has a really good, like everyone who comes in is like, oh, this place is beautiful. And we're more of a brunch spot. So we're like, okay, how do we create some revenue and some value other later in the day? We have the bar, but it's not really maximized. Right. So we just started, we launched rentals, mm -hmm. like corporate. Great. And they inquire online. Um, we give them some, but it's a lot of corporate events mm -hmm. and um, they can get a number of tickets for drinks and food. And that's been a huge opportunity for Good. us because it, and we're, we're a value, but, and for us, it's like you were saying, like my staff know exactly who's coming in, how many people right. and can make it happen. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, man, the events is where it's at. Honestly. I agree. Yeah. Showers, um, and restaurants. I feel bad for them. It's getting more expensive. Yeah, to... I would not open another restaurant. Right. It's so tough. even when we recommend places for rehearsal dinner, they'll come back and be like, wow, it's really expensive there. I'm like, yeah, it's because, you know, the restaurant has to focus on their dinner service. So if they pull their staff away, they might get yeah. worse experience to their regular customers. Like it's difficult. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, if you can capitalize on events, rentals, PM, yeah. PM business, like there's an opportunity, I think. So kind of looking at like for you guys as you're in event space. One of the obviously biggest thing is like getting quality leads in yeah. quality, like um, couples that want to get married there. Mm -hmm. You're brand new. Like what's your marketing strategy and how do you guys like get the people in the door? Right. So luckily, Christina had such great experience okay. um, doing that. And she learned a lot of hard lessons that we didn't have to learn. Mm -hmm. Right. Like working with the wrong client. Yeah. Because, again, that's your fault. If you said, yes, I'm going to book this client, even though they're demanding and unhappy, and I know they're going to leave me a bad review and be mean to my staff, like, that's my fault. I mm -hmm. shouldn't have booked them. So she came in with that mentality. Of course, I was like, we're going to say yes to everything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> are she, you the nice guy? Or are you? Well, coming into it, I probably was, okay. right? Because I didn't have the <laughs> Or you were the dollar. You were like, we need to get the money in the bank. Right. I'm going to quit my job. But she had the customer experience, and I had more of the like money or culinary experience. Okay. So she had to teach me a lot about like, hey, yeah, it's great. We might book this event, mm. but it's going to be a nightmare. And you're, our staff will hate their jobs if we have to deal with this sort of thing. Yeah. So I understood that quickly just because I saw her go through it before. Uh, but we still said yes to people yeah. that we wish we wouldn't have. We, so what's, only, your, what's your average like cost per like lead? Um, um, how do you even get leads in? Yeah, is it all so, word of mouth now or is there like? Uh, I, I wish it was all word of mouth because really? we have stellar reviews. Uh, we get word of mouth business now that we're kind of back open and people know we're there. But really in the wedding industry, it's there's a website called The Knot or Wedding okay. Wire. We all pay a lot of money for it. Uh, there's not a lot of positive experiences because it's they own the they the own that space. They own it. 
So you put your beautiful photos on there. We, we pay a bunch of money. Guess. We put our photos on there, videos, write our little spiel, put a picture of us maybe, you know, and we yeah. get leads through that. But that's how we get our leads. So what I what I do know, and probably one of your biggest, your, probably your secret sauce, is that you're a locally owned. Right. You're a husband and wife. Yeah. Married. You're still, I mean, you're 40. We're 40, but it's like, we're still young-ish. Yeah. Especially for like. We're young at heart. Almost yeah. 40. So they look at you guys they're like, oh, I can relate. Right? right. Is that your play? Is that your that's, angle? That's our story. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, so you use the story you got. Yeah. That was our strength. I, I kind of knew that. But when a couple would come in and we'd really win them over and then when the parents over, I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, we're in that sweet spot. Like we got to capitalize. Yeah. yeah do, do it now before you're 60. Yeah. And we're like, oh, who's this guy? Yeah. So when Christina and I toured together, which okay. we have a sales manager that does much of our touring. But we'll still tour occasionally just if it's too busy. And yeah. we have our spiel we go back to. It's fun because it's true, but we, you know, crack the same corny jokes about being married or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's genuine though. Cause yeah. we we tell them like, hey, we're here for you. Like mm -hmm. if you need us, like you you send us an email, you call us, like, we're gonna make sure your event's perfect. Yeah. Like, cause this is our baby. Mm -hmm. Right. Like we live five minutes away and like yeah. literally this is our baby. <laughs> That's good. So yeah. Now you guys work together, husband and wife, like Sarah and I have been working together probably for a decade right. more than that maybe 15 years now and I've, i honestly don't remember not working together yeah. like having a like it's a family business and now obviously we have kids and there's like she has we have different roles and responsibilities but like we're day in day out so now you guys like this is your baby oh, together yeah. <laughs> how is that like do you guys have like i don't even want to say work-life balance but how do you guys separate out like hey we're husband and wife then we're business partners. Yeah. We haven't totally figured that out. Sure. Luckily, we have a, a good couple that's kind of been a mentor to us that actually lives in Phoenix and has an amazing venue, Venue at the Grove. Oh, yeah. Down I've, in I've been Levine, there. right? It's great. Right? It's super nice. So they like were the first people we called when this opportunity came up, and they kind of talked us through a lot of it. Gave us great pointers. But the first one of the first things they said was, like, pick a lane for each of you, and that that's where you stay. Yeah, you're going to collaborate, but like, obviously I'm back at the house, right? I'm culinary yeah. operations, some of the money management, but Christina's going to be front of Sales. the house, customer facing. Like those decisions are Christina's. Mm -hmm. We collaborate a lot, but we've been so busy that only now are we stepping away to really collaborate more on like building the business, which mm -hmm. direction we want to go. So now we're having those conversations. We're generally in line, luckily, yeah. <laughs> but it's. Yeah, because it's, it's your vision. It's almost like when you're like when Sarah and I started Ohana, it was back and we started talking about it in 2015 and the, the vision and mission of it, it was just birthed out of both of us that we have always been even strategic planning, like right. pretty aligned of like what sure. we want it. And yeah. I'm sure that's kind of similar for you. Oh, yeah. It's not like it's your baby and her baby and then you're joining in, but it's like you guys birthed it out together. We did. Yeah. And it's super scary. Like, cause you quit your job, she quit hers. I thought I'd stay at my job for years, right? Yeah. Like this like Look government you, position with a pension and Would benefits. you ever go back? Oh, no. Well, I love the company. So actually I, I would, but it would be hard to be like, okay, I'm going back to this desk for eight or nine hours or yeah. traveling so, if they tell me to travel, you know? So being like your own business owner, like the flexibility. Yeah. That's and that's, that's the motivation for us to be like, all right, we, we have this catering and events business. Yeah. Let's grow it. And then let's start looking. What are some ancillary businesses that. Okay. Because what if. Gen like what, Z, what if Gen Z hates weddings in the yeah, future? No and one wants to get them? married. We're waiting until we're 45. Right. And then we're maybe just going to keep dating. We're not going to have yeah. kids. Like what the heck do you do? Right. Yeah. I'm hoping the corporate world with 
Okay. You know, it's going a little more work from home. So maybe they want to come together and have fun, which is mm-hmm. our initial success for companies mm-hmm. that were like, hey, our employees haven't been together in a few months. Yeah, we're going to throw party. a rager. <laughs> so they're willing to <laughs> and spend money. And we are them. available. Right. Yeah. yeah come on exactly. down. Bring yeah. 300 of them. So, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So you're trying to you're trying to find you're diversifying your yeah that's your income yeah, yeah. We, we see a lot of potential to grow what we have but then yeah. it's going to be like okay we need to start stepping outside the events world sure unless we really get into offsite catering large we did okay. five weddings this year offsite okay which is awesome so because uh, yeah that's that's actually an interesting concept because you already have built out the kitchen you already which have could the be the staff. biggest expense of your life for sure right, <laughs> right? it's incredible oh, what goodness. it could cost it is crazy yeah so you have all of the thing and then you have this huge kitchen so now how do you then try to get our wives are coming in they're probably they're probably half drunk i don't even know what they are i've been drinking wine all day. they're either gonna be asleep or like in the pool when we get out i know oh, yeah God. it's 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 december and it's it's december in phoenix which we're very chilly we are in jackets around here um but yeah i don't even know where i was going with that but oh do you, 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 you already have this off-site catering so how do you you know, maximize that, create like these ghost kitchen concepts, sure. Uber Eats and all of that. And that was my first idea. I was like, like create we have, like to, a make, Uber we have Eats, to make money off kitchen. Yeah, I'll sell pizza or wings out of it. But no, yeah. like the bread and butter is still going to be large scale events. Yeah. Um, offsite catering is such a different beast. It's so logistical. I yeah. say that like catering is a mixture of carrying stuff and cooking. Like it's just work. Yeah, like, it's, it's hard. It is hard. You just move stuff around and you're trying to figure out how to keep food hot at places, but mm-hmm. it's lucrative because not that many people do it do. well. Yeah. I mean, Dave, we have gotten, our restaurant has, we have a small kitchen and we have been asked to do catering yeah. almost monthly and our kitchen cannot handle right. it. And it's good money. And they're like, no, I don't care how much it's going to cost. I'm like, yeah. we can't keep that much food hot. We can't produce, we can't get 200 plates out in that amount of time. Right. It's like, I want to. And like these ghost kitchens, these kind of corporate events, that's maybe the kind of the angle that you need to play. And right. like, if you think about for the future and people are like, so in their phones and like having these moments of kind of coming together and experiences mm-hmm. is what people want. Right. Yeah. yeah. So that's a good point. And I have friends that have restaurants in St. Louis that do that stuff, but they yeah. can't, they have to focus. It's so labor intensive. They have to focus on their own thing. Sure. So, I, so our wives are telling us that we have to wrap up. Two questions for you sure. that I always ask. Like right. one is like obviously this this podcast and this this vision that I have for it is like helping people unleash their purpose for their life, like helping them thrive, right. become their best versions of themselves. What do they dream for their life? Like what's what what is that for you? So I think initially when we decided to get into business, it was like what what lifestyle do we want? Okay. And it was kind of all encompassing. It wasn't just about money. It was more about like, well, I want to be able to walk my dog in the middle of the day if I want to, mm-hmm. but I also want to go to work and like love it and like kind of thrive. So I'm surprised at how much I love actually being at weddings and events. Yeah. Like Christine has to pull me away sometimes be like, Hey, we're, we're not closing tonight. I'm like, Oh, I want to stay and like, see this band play. Like they're fun, like yeah. party, you know? So I think the satisfaction of work and then but selfishly, it's like, yeah, I, I do need to make that money and I want to make some more and like kind of build that lifestyle sure. I want. Um, you know, we have kind of committed to being a little bit purposeful okay. with our business. Um, out of our building, actually, the church a church serves meals to the homeless mm-hmm. a few weeks out of the month. So we've gotten involved with that and it was really powerful the first time mm-hmm. that we cooked and served the meals. 
because the priest that runs it, he's like, I want a dignified meal for these people. Oh, that's like, cool. It's their only respite. They're yeah. on the street. Like, they're going to sit down. I'm going to serve them a meal. Mm-hmm. They don't go through like a soup kitchen line. Yeah. So we did that and we were like moved. Yeah. Big time. What dignity. Yeah. Right. Dignity was a big part of it. And I didn't like that's hospitality to us. Mm-hmm. So we love hospitality. So if you can do that for the lowest to the yeah. highest, like it's pretty that's awesome. A win. So we're pretty satisfied that way. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's powerful, man. So is it, it like, I think as I have gotten older, getting more and more secure of like what I'm called to and what is purposeful in my mm-hmm. life, like helps answer a lot of that. Right. And then my last question that I always ask, it says, hey, if you're going to die tomorrow, what do you want to be remembered for? Oh, boy. I, I've, I've always been seen as a pretty like happy, level headed guy, okay. which I like. But I hope it's a little more impactful at this point. Like, okay. wow, he went out there and built this business like. Look what he did. Like, look what they started from the ground up. Like, I'm really proud of that. Like, I didn't think business would be like what defines me. Yeah. But like, the more we hear from people like, wow, look what you've done. I'm like, yes, that makes me feel amazing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. There's such purpose and significance of like uh, the the value of of creating something. And then you're adding value to people's lives. You're creating these memories for them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we've we've done some like first birthday parties for kids hey. that were born from couples that came. You know, it's that, really cool to be know, a part of that. Your kid will never remember it, but right, they'll have a photo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And doing it with Christina is amazing. Like, yeah, we also get a lot of compliments that we're able to do. It Living, together. yeah, doing this work and the business together. Yeah, Danny, we're proud of that, dude. You're a rock star. Thanks, buddy. Um, well, thanks for coming on the show. Absolutely. Um, until next week, uh, may you unleash your purpose so you can profit in your business, faith, and life. Thanks for joining us for the Unleash Your Purpose podcast. Be sure to like, subscribe, and leave a review. We'll see you next week.